0: welcome back to another episode of coffee combos i'm claire and today adrian and i will be speaking about a variety of topics so i thought it'd be interesting to just kind of chat about what we're up to so because we did a recording what and like was it 2020 no it was 2021 was it yeah 2021 it did this year did feel really different career-wise I'm away from the higher education sector and the private sector. It's like during the first time I've had a good manager Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. my bot, like it was bizarre. I won't get into this too much because that's like a whole other topic, but like I'll log onto my computer and I'll feel like at first I was like, wow, I'm not, I'm missing something. I was going, I realized I had this intense sense of dread and like mm. fear working every single day but nowadays I don't have that And my body's like what's going on and there's like so much transparency so mm. much like diversity and like collaboration and I mean not every job is like perfect but just in stark comparison I'm like wow I don't know how to react because I've like never had this before and I didn't realize that it was such a toxic culture for me so yeah that's that's a huge plus uh that's mm-hmm. happened since our uh, milestone birthday and I am qualified in UX now professionally which is very exciting yay. and yeah yay um that was yeah I'm really I'm really thrilled about that and I know for our birthdays like we couldn't we were always in the months where like it was peak lockdown we couldn't do anything so this year, I was like you know what I actually want to like treat myself a little bit why not so like we went to Bath and that was like really lovely and then we've just been going out in nature more so we went to Wales last week which is beautiful so the world is very weird right now still but generally for me personally it's it's been kind of going well which is weird so over to you how is your shocked (laughs) I know but that's like what it is now right like it's this the world's like kind of still on fire but we're still supposed to continue and function and sometimes when things are like feeling normal it feels confusing Mm -hmm. yeah but what about you how have things been since the birthday
1: and um everything yeah well I guess yeah I have some work updates as well that I'm becoming a full staff member yay I thought you had. might so, yeah it's official yeah it's official <laughs> yeah. so I'm pretty excited about that it seems like we have some projects coming up that I think will be really interesting. Um, I'm looking forward to doing a lot more research because my position will be as a research assistant so I'm really looking forward to being able to do more research for work and learning on different topics and yeah so I'm I'm excited about that. Um also I found a new apartment that I'm going to be moving into in 2 weeks. Oh oh. So that's also exciting. So it'll be like finally living on my oh own wow. again. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. <laughs> the first time in like 2 years, like since I left Japan. Yeah. So the last time I had my own apartment was when I was in grad school in Japan and then and then I lived with my parents for a while and then now roommates. So this will be my first time with my own place. So that's exciting. It's of course very I'm coming expensive over. Yeah, you should come. There are two pools. So
0: wait, are you joking? What? No,
1: there are two wait, outside pools. It was like part of the apartment complex.
0: <gasps> oh my god, I'm so jealous. Yeah. I'm s- actually so jealous. That's amazing. <laughs> you better be using that every single time.
1: I won't but you know you can come visit and then we can use it
0: (laughs) oh my god I'm so happy for you that's really cool
1: (laughs) yeah so I'm I'm super excited like uh it's in Van Ness which is like um where all the embassies are Mm. so oh it's perfect pretty yeah pretty nice area and um it's just like four stops away from where my work is so city living wow look at you (laughs) yeah I know I mean no, no, I still feel a bit ambivalent about being in DC like I think my perspective of DC before I moved to DC was just like I only knew the monuments and <laughs> the like very patriotic <laughs> side yeah. of DC yeah. the very touristy side so it's been kind of weird moving to DC because it's sort of like I don't know my my idea of DC is still like those tourist places and I feel like I live in a different city because I don't see those tourist locations every day Mm -hmm. so really it just feels like I moved to a different city that is just like my apartment and my workplace and that's (laughs) it (laughs) yeah I'm gonna try to go out more during the summer and like explore because now that the weather is getting nicer it's a lot nicer to walk around D.C actually apartment hunting was really fun because I got to see like more locations in D.C. and get to know more about the neighborhoods. Like that's when you really start to like realize like oh this is a nice neighborhood to live or like oh this neighborhood apparently is very dangerous and somebody got (laughs) shot here so maybe I would not try (laughs) to move here. (laughs) Yeah yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately in D.C. this is an issue. (laughs) (laughs) More <laughs> in the U.S. it's an issue God. yeah so that's so been interesting but you know I've I've been able to walk around a lot more districts and like um, so actually last weekend which was when I found my apartment and when I was putting in the application I walked from the first apartment that I looked at in Van Ness all the way to Mount Pleasant mm-hmm. so you kind of have to like I don't know it's like two very nice locations, and you cut through a park, so it was very nice because I got to like walk along the park, like Aww. you know, see all the families picnicking. And yeah, like, and the weather was beautiful too, so I was just like, "Oh, this is so nice." Dude, that so does lovely. sound really nice. Like it's so good to actually like be outside and like see people being outside. It was like, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Wow. I, I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so it was good. So yeah. So some pretty big. Uh, life updates I guess and we'll see how that goes so I'm excited for those changes uh I think my boss is getting back next week so that's when we'll start the transition into me as mm-hmm. like a full staff member so Yay. I'm a little bit scared but you know of course you're like you're always a little bit scared when you're facing something yeah new, of course so, that's new you know, yeah it's just like the anxiety of something new type of scared so I'm excited oh my um, god that's yeah. amazing! and then oh yeah my birthday uh for my birthday, so I went back to Charlottesville to uh, see my stepmom and the dogs, and we went to went to a spa that was like actually in like a renovated building that used to be mental facility (laughs) (laughs) that's not what I expected (laughs) yeah um, well apparently I okay I didn't like read too much into this so maybe I'm wrong but I I think I had heard that like the the complex that because it was like a hotel and a spa and the complex that it was on like used to be a facility for mental patients but like they Had it like open air, so like people could like walk around and like you know take in the grounds and they weren't like being confined to their rooms. So it's like a maybe like a healthier way, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) to to deal with um, mental illnesses. So Hmm. I don't know. So apparently, like some uh, rich person like bought the whole area and then renovated it. So one of the buildings was turned into a spa, which is like, okay, (laughs) it was interesting. Well, did you have fun? Yeah, yeah, it was nice. Okay. Like the well, world was out. really good. And then we went <laughs> yeah. to dinner and we went to go see a Shakespeare play.
0: We have seen a lot of, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to be very specific. And so you've seen a lot of like Asian hate crime. And I mean, someone did tell me like, hey, do you think it's because like, we've been at home more? We're just checking social media more. Mm-hmm. I think they've always been there, but Asian Americans or Asian British or whatever Have always kind of been ignored and Mm -hmm. we've just never been allowed that like urgency right Mm -hmm. and I've just been seeing a lot of incidents for example in California where like people are setting elderly Asian people on fire
1: oh my god and
0: I'm like why I literally do not understand I Mm -hmm. just one thing that because so (laughs) this is like such a weird segment I promise it'll I know you haven't seen it yet but so, there was a documentary about Abercrombie and Fitch on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And so Peter and I watched it. And the first half, I was like, oh, mall culture, mall. Oh my God. We went to the Burlington Mall. We were there. And mm-hmm. I, there, someone said, like, oh, ev- everybody wanted Abercrombie. And I was like, well, you like, we talked about this before, but. You yeah. didn't like mainstream clothes. You had your own
1: sense of style going on. <laughs> yeah, I never had any Abercrombie and Fitch I was never into that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I don't know how at that age you were so gung-ho. Like, no. I mean, I wish I was like it's not that I was dying for Abercrombie, but I think knew that if you wore that, you had some level of acceptance. But it was like mm-hmm. expensive and it was like bullshit, honestly. But I, I always knew because you know when you're middle school or high school you want a part-time job right Mm -hmm. so there's this rumor going around like if you're hot and you go up to the counter because you have to go up to the counter to get a job up physically (laughs) if you're hot they would give you one if you're not they would not give you one and so I was like okay I'm not even gonna try that and I got a job application from American Eagle instead but also there are like tall um very muscular, shirtless white guys always standing outside I promise So I was very intimate. I was like 13. Very intimidating. So I was like loud. Whatever. So that being aside, there's another portion of the documentary where they produced a lot of problematic t-shirts. Uh, I don't know okay. if you heard about this. It just went I don't remember this. It completely Completely went over my head. Like, I don't know how, because they showed each t-shirt. It was very explicitly racist. Like, jokes about Mexican people, like, going over the border. Uh, Chinese people with, like, slanted eyes. Like, very, very racist. I, I don't know how I didn't notice. It. I've never really shopped there. But still, like, that's that's really, really bad. And the guy, what's his handle is, like, Angry Asian Man. Well, so, Phil from... I should really know more about this. So he was on the documentary, and so he said something like, "It's probably because that graphic design team didn't have an Asian American person." Mm-hmm. And so, someone else who used to work there was like, "There were two Asian Americans actually." But this is a thing. If you work in an all-white space where the top honcho is also very racist. Mm-hmm. Are you really just going to say, hey, guys, oh, that's problematic. Even if you say that, what do you think is going to happen? They're going to be like, oh, sorry. We didn't realize. Oh, my God. Sorry. Like, let's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, that's never happened. So that made me like so upset. And I just can't believe, you know, they're still in business. You see it, but they're still in business. They made so much money off of these T-shirts. And I just feel like not like has anything really changed? and it made me so depressed Oh. So, so yeah I don't how did what do you remember about it
1: yeah I mean I don't really remember that much about Abercrombie and uh fish like growing up I do remember it was kind of like the like you know the it thing and I do remember like about the you know half naked model standing <laughs> outside yeah. I don't know. And I I don't actually, I thought I heard about the shirts, but actually I don't think I did. I think it was a different company because, you know, of course oh, there are many great. companies that have had <laughs> racist shirts. I don't remember which company I heard. Of. I think it might've been something like uh, Zara or it was like, it was a company that like, I, I kind of, I had shopped at before and I kind of liked, so I was like, no, <laughs> but I don't remember. Oh. Anyway, yeah. Maybe it wasn't sorry, I should look that up now because otherwise we'll be slandering them on the podcast. Oh my god, I I, I really I really hope not because I've I've shopped there many times. Yeah, well, actually, I mean Zara is not that great already because um they've stolen so many designs from like smaller creatives and indie designers and just like repurpose them for their clothing. So I already tried to avoid them. Okay. <laughs> I,
0: okay, not, I mean, I haven't shopped there super recently and I'm going to try to continue that.
1: Well, actually, um, speaking on that, (laughs) we're kind of getting off on a tangent now, but uh, I found out recently that there's like a lot of like secondhand shops that you can shop at online. And like, I heard of one of them recently because it was in like a promo for a YouTuber, like a YouTuber was sponsored by this company, but the company is called ThreadUp. And it's like, uh, oh, I don't know yeah. if you've heard of it before, I've heard of maybe. them, yeah. Yeah, but it's like, they just like, they do a lot of resale stuff and they have like Zara and other stuff on there. So I think that's a better option if you want to, if you like the clothes, but you don't want to support the company, then I think it's better that's to good buy it secondhand. So and it's better for the environment, so just yes. all around better. <laughs> all right. yeah. So anyway, no, after I much. did an advertisement for a company we're not sponsored <laughs> by, and I've never used before, so actually I don't even. I'm gonna try it out actually. But I have been trying to buy secondhand more often now recently. Oh, you know, I, I think it's, it's so hard though. It is hard because it's like you don't know about the quality, right? So Uh, what it is but anyway (laughs) yeah I mean I think it is very difficult because in some ways I think a lot of things haven't changed it's just companies have just gotten better at doing the PR you know so they're they're better at like covering things up or they're better at releasing statements or you know sweeping things under the rug I don't really think that things have changed like at an essential level Mm -hmm. but I mean hopefully like uh like there's a this idea of like, oh, a pattern, like repetition of behavior, like will then become like habit and will become belief. So I'm hoping that, you know, as people try to be more conscientious of those types of things, and if they actually do make an effort to say those sorts of things less, even if it is for the sake of the public and just having a good image, I hope that eventually that does become like a real belief and a real, like um a real change in work culture. You yeah. Well, know? So- I i I guess I have some optimism that things might change <laughs> just as it becomes like less socially acceptable, then people will stop engaging in that behavior. Even if it's just like for a public facing you know, audience, I hope that eventually it will cause real changes. So
0: yeah, I hope so. I mean, you just reminded me, I forgot to mention. What I also didn't know was that Abercrombie was taken to court um and some of the plaintiffs were there was an asian american woman and an asian american man mm-hmm. uh, well at the time they were like students but one yeah. of them was saying that she lived I, I don't remember where but somewhere in california where the population was like chinese korean <laughs> japanese filipino indian so if you have a store in that area it's a no brainer to probably hire employees of those ethnicities but then mm-hmm. they all got cut mm-hmm. and uh, one of the managers was explicitly like oh head office said it's because you're Filipino or <laughs> it's like so oh stupid gosh, wow. so stupid and then <laughs> so there they won their case mm-hmm. Yeah, this is what I find like really weird is that like they just didn't like nothing happened it it was just all the name and then Mm -hmm. they got sued again because they banned a woman uh, or student female student wearing a a hijab because Mm. of her headscarf she won her case was taken to the supreme court she held hands with obama and still nothing happened and like are we that are we that low of a priority to you that you're not getting Mm -hmm. into your brain just and their CEO just stepped down he wasn't Mm -hmm. even fired and and just after watching this I'm just like I'm really glad that it's out there you know Mm -hmm. like you said maybe learnings come out repetition of learnings can Mm -hmm. kind of produce this positive behavior but it's just so wild to me and I didn't even like, I didn't know this was going on. Like, how did I not know this was going on? Mm-hmm. Like, and I, like, desire the clothing. I didn't buy a lot of it, thank God. But mm-hmm. it's so crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's really scary. Yeah. <laughs> I, it just blows my mind. And the fact that, like, one white person could just dictate what is, like, sexy. And, like, he created a manual of what was American. Oh my and god! It was you should check wow. this. Out. I'm really interested in your opinion. I, mean, I think we'll be in agreement, but
1: yeah, it's just like I mean, I don't think I would be like, <laughs> yeah, actually, I thought everything he thought was sexy was sexy. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think we should dispute that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: but they're still in business, and they've changed up their imagery to be more diverse and mm-hmm. uh, more body conscious. I'm like, but I can't ignore your history.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't care if you have a new CEO.
1: This is bullshit. Yeah. It's crazy. Like it's becoming, I don't know. It's so hard to like hold, hold companies accountable for things now. Yeah. Cause it's so hard to figure out like, what is like, what is the truth and if things have really changed, yeah. you know, especially because they spend so much money on publicity and PR. Yeah. So it's, it's difficult. I, I saw a ranking recently, it was of um, bubble tea places. And oh yeah, I, I thought this was very interesting. It was like a ranking of bubble tea pe- bubble tea places <laughs> in Taiwan. Yeah, and it was ranking like whether or not you should buy from them depending on if they were supportive of the unification of Taiwan with the mainland versus oh, okay. like other things. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I shouldn't say mainland. Uh, with uh the with PRC. <laughs> <laughs> were like oh you shouldn't say mainland because then it like you know it kind of reinforces the idea that like that is kind of like the homeland oh, the i Chinese didn't know people. that but i'm like what oh, else that's... do you say i don't know anyway yeah. uh, i'm still working it through on my own trying to figure out what to say mm. instead of mainland so yeah. if i figure out something i'll let you know <laughs> yeah yeah please <laughs> do like, yeah. like oh. but anyway um So it was like ranking bubble tea shops about like, you know, if they're supportive of like PRC, different things and like business practices. And it was kind of interesting to see like how they tallied it up and like the different points and stuff like that. Like there's one bubble tea place that I really like that was rated as like must avoid. And I was like, oh no. I like, I think it's also very difficult though because I was like looking at the post and they were like talking about like the founders, like different connections and how like, you know, they're like, their like classmate was like involved in this type of scandal and then their like sister did this and blah 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 and it was like it's very hard to figure out like well what is like the true story
0: you know yeah, like, like yeah well,
1: what, what about like the actual company and the actual founder like yeah you can surround yourself like there's uh, this, I guess sometimes people say like, oh, if you surround yourself with people that think this way, then it shows that you also think this way, which I think is a pretty fair assumption. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, you know, it, it's hard to like be like, oh, I'm going to cancel this company based on that, you know? So and everybody has their own different like yeah. limits of like what they will tolerate or they don't care about versus what they do care about. So then it's also like up to each individual consumer to figure out like, well, how much do I care about this? And, you know, like, do I think this is unacceptable or not? I don't know. I think, yeah, it's a very difficult question, you know?
0: Oh dude. Yeah, it is. I mean, Literally. we try to avoid Amazon. Because, well, for mm. very obvious reasons. But then it's like, oh, but I really want to support Amazon unions going forward. Mm-hmm. And some local businesses do sell on Amazon, mm. but then Amazon itself is actually really
1: evil, <laughs> but it's yeah. so
0: convenient. Yeah. Oh.
1: oh, yeah, it's so hard. Like, I, yeah, I try not to buy from Amazon either. But yeah, it is hard because there's just some times where you're like, I just need this thing and I don't want to support Amazon, but the company that I want to buy from or the book I want to buy is just it's on Amazon, you know, and like, I don't know how else to buy it. So
0: I know it's just so frustrating, just like on a very just going back really quickly. It's also really interesting because, you know, certain clothing brands based in the U.S., Mm-hmm. like Abercrombie, they were also big hit abroad, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, a lot of like Asian celebrities are wearing it, right? And I just find it like looking at it, do y'all know that the CEO just hates people of color and
1: yeah. we're all supporting it? It's so weird to me. <laughs> it's also interesting because I think that in some ways, Asian American people care more about that type of stuff, you know? Exactly. It reminds me of, like, when they were talking about uh, Scarlett Johansson, like, you know, starring Ghost in the Shell, right? <laughs> yeah. you think of <laughs> that too, right? So it's like, you know, Japanese people were like, "Well, whatever. Eh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I think there were some people that were kind of like, well, I don't understand, like... Why she was casted that, but whatever. Like they weren't yeah. like it. It's in like the general consensus. Really, most people were like not that upset about it. Yeah. Whereas like you know, Asian American people were like, what the fuck? Like <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah. I know. So, oh, it's so wild
1: that divide. Yeah. So it's like it's so different. Like fighting for your space in a community where you don't where you lack that representation yeah. where. Uh, like, against, like, people, like, in Asia that have Asian representation, that have their own brands, that have, you know, their own stores, and they're, like, well, I don't understand why things in the U.S. are that big of a deal, you know, because, you know, that's just, that's not where their society is, and that's not where, you know, their, their thoughts and concerns are, which, like, I mean, it makes sense, right, but then people in the U.S. will be, like, what, you know, people in Japan weren't upset, it's, like, (laughs) it's so different, you know, (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah and you can't quite explain those nuances right and I'll, i'm widely generalizing because this is look like a little bit complex but uh whenever the, like whenever i've spoken to generally people in asia whether it be like china japan or korea they're very patriotic and you know, you're allowed mm-hmm. to be proud of your country that's fine and when they talk about moving to the u.s or traveling they're you know, I get this and they're like, oh, but like, oh, are there other Korean people there, Japanese people there or whatever? It's really hard to explain the nuance. In white America, we're all the same. So you have to be comfortable interacting with other cultures and forming alliances and Mm -hmm. understanding that discrimination and racism are very real, (laughs) at Mm -hmm. a heightened level you know when they read articles oh uh the x community was attacked perception in asia is like oh but that was like toward and this is very general not everything's obviously Mm -hmm. oh but that racism was toward like that community but i'm i'm -hmm. this ethnicity but we're not perceived like that in western society sadly like we're not differentiated like that we're all the same to them
1: yeah that's true like I think like like my dad was telling me that there was one time where he was like pumping gas and like some guy yelled at him like go back to China and it was like well that is like very (laughs) very complex thing to say to a Taiwanese (laughs) person you know (laughs) Like maybe he was back. maybe he was pro-unification. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he did understand the nuances. <laughs> you know, like, oh, I, you know, who knows? Who knows? But you know, there's this kind of like conception of like, oh, well, you know, if you're Asian, they probably just think you're you're Chinese. <laughs>
0: I that's actually hilarious because imagine if like it, like that person was very like
1: read up on yeah, all of what that, if like, he actually like yeah. understood about Thailand's history and, and about China and he was like no I've just decided that I'm like you know pro-China side. aligning myself <laughs> yeah. uh, but then like there are actually a lot of um, people on the like that are really far left that are actually pro-China I don't know if you've heard about this before it's
0: just like kind of got me onto it a little bit sorry I I probably brought it up
1: before just because like it really like boggles my mind I just can't can't wrap my head around it (laughs) so basically there are a lot of people who are like well because people who are far left are generally like more pro-communist pro-socialist and so there are some people that are very pro-left that are like well you know Chinese is communist, and therefore, like, the reason why China is being perceived badly in Western media is because of imperialism and because, like, you know, the West doesn't want to admit that China actually has a better government system And that actually communist is working in China. And so because of that, they paint China as an enemy and the aggressor, but that's not what the reality is. So that's like what their argument is, which is just kind of like, oh my God, talk to any Taiwanese people and you will change your mind, hopefully, (laughs) you know, but it's it's so difficult. And then like, you know, on the other side, we have people in Taiwan that are like really pro like Mike Pompeo and pro Trump because they finally see people that are just like, acknowledging Taiwan as a country and acknowledging their struggle which also just drives me wild it's just like mm. you know the I don't know it's just on both sides and then I think that also kind of reinforces the idea that like oh like maybe China is sort of like the better option and you know like <laughs> I don't know it's just it's it's a lot it's a lot
0: <laughs> yeah it's it's
1: really so this is so random I don't know have you seen pachinko yet? No, I haven't, but I've heard about it. I've I'm very interested in it. Did you see it? did you enjoy it?
0: Yeah, I'm caught up on it. yeah, I do I do like it and it definitely brings up. I just know there's like a super super ultra patriotic person right wing person in Japan going why is it shown on TV I just because hmm. I can see why it could be contentious but I mean it is historically true but apparently it's not as this isn't what I was going to say but apparently it's not as it, it, it's sitting really well in like western countries it's like oh wow it's like another side of like world War two and da da. da but speaking of that there's a scene where this white dude of course. <laughs> just reminding me mm-hmm. when you're we talking about how complex China versus Taiwan and like Western alliances mm-hmm. are because this there's this like scene um where like you know Japanese and Korean sentiments like brought up and this white guy's like why can't you guys get over it I mean you can't like you can't like I mean I personally like obviously like I don't I, like I don't hate Japanese people obviously but mm-hmm. the history itself is extremely complicated and I can acknowledge mm-hmm. that Mm-hmm. but for a white if a white person just swoops in and is like just forget about it it's in the past like mm-hmm. and i know like uh there was a comment where like you know john cena is learning mandarin or I oh, think, yeah. like, brought this up to you before and he acknowledged taiwan and then he had to like produce a video where he was yeah. like oh just kidding and the comments were like i'm assuming from white people because i mean yeah. yeah they were like oh why did you do that that's so stupid like he's, yeah. he looks really stupid i'm like it's not that simple <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he did look really stupid, but you
0: know, (laughs) I I mean, that's, that's
1: a whole different thing though, isn't it? (laughs) You've just held your guns and just defended Taiwan. (laughs) But that amount of pressure for that, that scared me more
0: than anything like that level of influence to just Mm
1: -hmm. pressure
0: Mm -hmm. a celebrity like that. But the comments were, it was clear, like they didn't understand
1: why this is so complicated. Yeah, it is very complicated. Actually, I was writing a paper recently about the remilitarization of Japan, because it's it's something that has always kind of interested me. And I've also felt very complicated about it, because it's like, on the one hand, I don't think that Japan should remilitarize, and especially thinking about the histories <laughs> it's history in East Asia and how other East Asian countries feel about it. I don't think that Japan should, you know, keep remilitarizing. And I don't think that they should have like a legitimate army. But then at the same time, like, yeah, they do have the right to defend their own country, like that is part of the yeah. UN. Also, I do want them to protect Taiwan. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> if you think about like yeah. who is pro-Taiwan in no. East Asia. Japan is Taiwan's best bet. I mean, I love South Korea, but they're not going to do anything for Taiwan. Like they could surprise me. The country that is the most likely to be on Taiwan's side in the case of a Chinese invasion would definitely be Japan, you know, especially considering Japan's history with Taiwan and the fact that, you know, Japan did colonize Taiwan, but the they still have a very friendly relationship and very strong relationship so it's like on the one hand i'm like what are you doing like stop trying to remilitarize. i don't think that the the self-defense forces should like become a legitimate military force but at the same time i'm like oh but mm-hmm. if you could help taiwan <laughs> that would be great yeah
0: it's not black and white as i was gonna say i'm not too pleased about the election results um for korea yoon Suk-yeol mm-hmm. is extremely right wing he's like dubbed as like korea's trump and there are multiple reasons why he's been elected which i'm not going to necessarily get into but if you look at it rationally you can kind of tell like why people voted for him and one being that people are so traumatized by like the dictatorship years that they're really And the other parts of government are very heavily toward one party. Mm -hmm. So had the other candidate been elected, it would have been a total sweep of one party uh, ruling all three Mm -hmm. parts of the government. So people are very like historically scared of that. But anyways, Mm -hmm. it's very interesting because the other candidate, it's like very weird for Korea because like you have to you're in the middle. Like you have to please China, Mm -hmm. but you feel for like other countries that are in your similar boat, like Taiwan. Mm -hmm. And you can't, like, you have to acknowledge incidents like the comfort woman, in- mm-hmm. quote, but not piss off Japan because, hello, everyone wants peace, but you mm-hmm. can't be too vocal. Otherwise, the US is going to be like, what are you doing? Our army mm-hmm. base is still there. It's very, <laughs> I think, being an, a politician in those areas is extremely complicated, mm-hmm. but it's really interesting because the current president has a very friendly stance toward. Like, he's acknowledged um, Taiwan as a country multiple times. And he's, Mm -hmm. like, stood up to uh, China and the U.S. several times. And because of that, (laughs) he's been criticized, like, you're too liberal. You're too open. Mm -hmm. Just choose it. Whereas this guy now is, like, is very, like, okay, I'm pro-business. Like, very Trumpian. I'm pro-business. So I love the U.S. I love China. Yeah, like, Japan's some bad shit. But pro-business. I love Japan, too. (laughs) what are we becoming and my conclusion is why is it always one problematic man that's just coming to power and messing shit up (laughs) it's my simple takeaway to a very complicated situation but in real truth I'm actually that's going to be the
1: quote that we put on all of our merchandise
0: East Asian politics, and I mean specific Taiwan, China, Korea, Korean Peninsula, and Japan. It is very intricate, and I find it extremely interesting. But it's mm-hmm. so complicated. Like, I didn't mean to talk yeah. about this. Sorry, but anyways. No,
1: I mean, like, I mean, I also find it very fascinating, and that's why I studied it, and that's why I'm writing papers like <laughs> this. So. So, yeah. yeah. yeah it's just yeah it is it is so difficult and I was really shocked like when I was in East Asia just like how much people really do feel that history still
0: yeah you know I mean
1: it makes sense because it wasn't that long ago Mm. but you know at the same time it is complicated and I think that, I mean, a lot of times people say part of the problem with Japan is that they're refusing to acknowledge it and that they're trying to change the history a lot, which is a problem and it does bother me. I don't know. And then I had talked to friends in Germany and they were saying how like they feel like Germany kind of like they're addressing their past, but in some ways they get too caught up on it and it kind of has Mm. become also a like national guilt So I think it's very difficult. Like, how do you kind of address that so that it's like enough that you're showing kind of that you feel bad of the past and you're trying to make amends and you're trying to move forward, but then how can you actually move forward? You know, without feeling oh too much in the past, and like so, it's it's very complicated. And then you know you have politicians that just want to stir it up because they want to get that emotional vote, and they want to really tap into those those subjects that they know that will just get people riled up. And so, revisionist history is yeah, so it's yeah. difficult. Like I'm, you know, there's like there's also so many political motivations for either like rewriting history or for dredging it up, you know, either way, it's, you know, it just, like, incites the issue even more, and it just becomes more polarized, so.
0: Oh, did you know that, sorry, just, just uh, reminded me, so I didn't quite know the history of Zainichi Koreans, oh, yeah, yeah, right, but Mm -hmm. I also didn't know there was, like, a population of Chinese people in Japan as well, like, I I guess I knew, like, it was possible, I didn't know there are, like, deep pockets of them as well, on the outward, Japan gives off a very like what you call it like like we're Homogen- homogenous. Yeah, yeah, i was like a yeah, that- right? Yeah, yeah very I like. I always
1: think of like milk whenever people say homogenous. Okay, <laughs> like, that is the right word. Right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, for like- that to be brought to TV was interesting. But anyways, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Like, and. That has also been something that I find very interesting from like a nation branding soft power perspective in that I feel like because Japan has been able to kind of present itself like as a very like monolithic, homogenous, like one ethnicity, one race type of country, it kind of does strengthen their brand in an international space because they're very focused on like what is Japanese and what is pure Japanese, you know? So I think that... From a like branding perspective, like it has created a much stronger image of Japan for an international audience. But then at the same time, that does erase a lot of the differences within the communities that are in Japan and kind of makes it, you know, seem as more just yeah. like everyone is Japanese, which is not actually the case, even though they that's what they say. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's very complicated. And like, you know, Taiwan, of course, is taking the alternate perspective where they're really trying to focus on Taiwan as being multicultural type of society because they want to portray themselves as very different to China. Then, like at the same time, people are like, "Well, but then what is Taiwanese?" You know, <laughs> then you get like that that question, or like you know, what is American? You know, if we're if we're kind of trying to just show America as being more multicultural, it's like so. You know, like, are we going back to, like, are we focusing on, like, uh, the U.S. as being, like, multicultural, or is it, like, white America? Like, what is American?
0: Well, it's not how... Abercrombie <laughs> described it which is white blonde and natural. No. Okay, we we wrapped it back up. We came back around. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't even mean to do that but like I mean it's it's true. This, it's, this is just fascinating stuff and I just want to say I mean myself included although I would say I'm like more knowledgeable on this particular what we're this particular topic but mm-hmm. maybe people should spend more time reading up on the correct historical sources and calm Mm -hmm. before they make wild conclusions about other cultures and other history
1: yeah well the thing that really drives me wild are like people that come into a country like there's so many like Okay, mostly white, but (laughs) there's like a lot of experts that just like will visit a country for like a year or not even just read about like it for a little bit. And then they feel like they know everything, you know, like, I mean, I I feel like I don't fully understand Taiwan at all. And like, I'm half Taiwanese. I lived in Japan for like four years. I feel like I still don't understand Japan. It's like, (laughs) I think people really have to recognize their humbleness and coming into a new situation a new culture and just that you know you can't become an expert in a country or a culture in like you know a few days or even like a few years you know you really have to understand it you have to talk to the people you really have to dig deep it's not just like you know oh okay I spent like a little bit of time there I talked to five people I understand what everyone is thinking about it you know yeah exactly.
0: that was beautifully put and <laughs> I guess I'll just kind of well going kind of tying what you said and ending with like a really randomly lighthearted note I haven't finished the series but there's a, a reality show called love is blind <laughs> and, anyways The premise is exactly how it sounds. But on the US quote unquote Western version, when the couples meet each other face to face, they're like, woo, like all over each other, like sex on the screen vibes. But then for the Japanese version, it was like, oh, hello, like bow. I mean, Korea. Let's be real. Korean Chinese versions would have been the same thing, <laughs> like because <we're> very <laughs> similar cultures in that respect. about maybe a hug. I saw a lot of comments on Twitter. Mostly white commentators made just, oh yeah, no. This is why they're doing it in Japan, and blah, blah, blah. and it wasn't like that no one was being like negative about it but I immediately felt a bit like why are you making these assumptions oh they're hugging because they're shy as a culture oh because they're (laughs) meek oh so they're they're like saving up like it was just So weird to me. I know like some people may be overanalyzing it, but it matters to me because there's Asian people on the screen Mm -hmm. and they look like me. So I care what you say about this. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Weird. (laughs) It kind of, that also reminds me of one comment that there was like some... Uh, like there was a Japanese woman that had commented about Ghost in the Shell after she watched it and I remember she was saying that she thought it was like so weird that um, Scarlett Johansson's character and like the mother character were like so warm with each other after they met up. Uh, I, th- I think it was like their first time meeting or they had not met in many years or something like that. She was like it was just so strange. Like I would not react to that. Like I wouldn't be so like touchy with my mother if I had met her like for the first time in years or like for the first time ever. And she was like, that was just very strange. It was like cultural oversight. (laughs) I'm not quoting it verbatim, but that was the paraphrased version. But that reminds me of like, like, just like this idea of like, well yeah I don't know like a lot of Asian cultures we're just not as physical when we first meet people when we don't know and mm. that's just how we are <laughs> yeah I, I kind of prefer that I mean I think it's sort of nice to not have feel like you have to jump into things like right away you know
0: you know when um, someone for the first time I don't in even like at a work workplace especially are like a little too huggy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm like <laughs> especially during COVID, I'm like I just met you lay off
1: yeah.
0: I, I do not want to touch you
1: right now what a great way to end the episode <laughs> so the, the moral of this episode is if you meet an Asian person for the first time and they don't want to hug just respect their decision that's a cultural difference
0: <laughs> or maybe
1: just a personal preference don't judge an yeah. entire group that's of true. people
0: based on one show that you saw on Netflix yeah yeah <laughs> Thanks for listening to Poppy Combos. I hope it was at least a little bit amazing and maybe even a little insightful.